Niall, uh, Richard and Aina and listeners listening right now, I'm sure you probably heard the story during the week about the anti-seagull uh, bags that are being given out to some businesses and uh, domestic homes in Dublin to stop the seagulls from pecking at them. This is an initiative by Dublin City Council. Niall, what can you tell us about this? Yes, I was very interested to see this because uh, it's long been a, a problem around Dublin City that, that the, the way in which a lot of commercial waste is is collected and, and, and put out in the streets is attracting in antisocial behaviour from, from gulls and also from other creatures such as rats and foxes that come in to go through the bin bags and scavenge on them. So hopefully this initiative will help to reduce that and therefore will help to reduce the conflict between herring gulls, which is the main species involved here, and human beings because there's been a lot of negative press around our herring gulls in recent years. Uh, but actually, at the end of the day, we humans have to accept a lot of the blame for that in the way we manage our waste and the way that we we, we, we run our urban areas. So these these bags, they're um, they're made of plastic, which, which in itself isn't great. I would prefer to see non-plastic solutions, but still, um, it, it really sort of like those, those people might be familiar with skip bags or those rubble bags that people may use. They seem to be made of a similar substance to that. So the idea is that this will be impenetrable to the gulls' beaks. They won't be able to rip them open in the way that they can currently easily rip open a flimsy black plastic bin bag uh, and hopefully then if these are used properly and, and sealed properly the gulls will no longer be able to access that food and we won't see it strewn all around the streets. Um, however I think that we do also have to accept another bit of responsibility here as humans in, in terms of the sheer amount of food that we throw away. I was horrified to see a report recently that here in Ireland one third of all of our food that is, is bought is thrown away which is absolutely shocking. So there's lots of food unnecessarily going into those bags and of course that's going to attract, uh, attract gulls uh, and other the creatures too. And as I always say, the gulls get a lot of the bad press um, and in some cases it's deserved, but they do yes. get a lot of bad press because, because they're out during the day and we see them doing it. You can be absolutely sure that at night rats and foxes are doing exactly the same thing uh, and that's an issue too. So I think you know it's good to see it's good to see these bags being brought in because honestly throwing out flimsy black plastic bin bags on the street uh, is no modern way to be dealing with refuse collection. So they're a bit like it. the rubble bags you get at home for putting some uh, rubbish if you're doing a little bit of construction work or deconstruction work around your house where you're doing some gardening, those heavy duty bags, that's what they're like. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. So the, the, the heavy duty is the key here. They're much, uh, they're much more robust uh, than than the, the existing bin bags that people will be familiar with that a gull's beak could very easily rip into. And of course, the idea is, is that they'd be reusable as well. So they're not single use bags. They're receptacles for for the bags to go into. Uh, so uh, so hopefully it will will help to to reduce some of this, some of the issues and some of the problems that these uh, these these birds are are both causing and experiencing. Because I always say the gulls themselves, being in the urban areas and, and going through the bins and nesting on the rooftops. They're not the problem themselves. They're the symptom of a much bigger problem. And that's how we humans are managing our waste. It's how we're managing our marine ecosystems. It's how we're robbing these birds of their natural foods and their nesting opportunities, which forces them into urban areas. The fact that that these gulls are nesting on rooftops around Dublin now, it's not the sign of a species that's thriving or losing the run of itself, as you often hear in the media. It's the sign of a species in crisis. It's a species in crisis. (laughs) I just don't agree with you. Now, I can't back that up with any figures. You're the scientific guy here. You can tell me, well, we've got the figures. But they're thriving in Dublin. You Everywhere you go, you see. And it's not just Dublin. It's other cities and towns around the country. I don't want to be accused of being Dublin-centric. No, no, although Dublin it does seem to be a particular issue in Dublin. I know Waterford as well has uh, issues with it. it is, and Galway too, it is, it is spreading a bit more. But th- that's that's the importance of having evidence-based um, science for, for everything that we would say. Okay, okay, let me stop so, you, let me stop but, you, let me stop you. <laughs> what about learned behaviour? So one goal sees another goal doing this, it learns the behaviour and then it realises this is much easier pickings than being where we were along the coast and on the islands. 
That's partially true. Yes, absolutely. Uh, because they take the easy option, as many of us humans would do as well. Okay, it's, so it's, that, it's, then then they're not threatened. They're just taking the easy options and they've decided to move where the food is. So they've moved more inland. Well, just in, in terms in terms of the statistics on this, the, the data shows that herring gulls have declined by 90% in Ireland in the course of just 30 years. So there is a very, very serious decline. So that species absolutely has declined. And we are seeing them coming more into urban areas driven by the, the need to find food. If if marine ecosystems were functioning better, if there's more food available for them in the wider countryside, including, of course, along the shorelines, uh, then they wouldn't need to come into the cities to scavenge in such big numbers. Having said that, of course, there's nothing unusual about having gulls around Dublin City. Uh, the fact is that, our, you know, it's, it's a city on the coast. There's gulls been there for a thousand years. There's nothing new about that at all. Nesting on the rooftops, that is a more modern phenomenon, but you can be sure that gulls have been going through the, the refuse in Dublin City for centuries. There's nothing unusual about that yeah. at all. But so was, that's not a new drama. Sorry, I don't like cutting you off and I apologise for being rude now, but I mean so as long as this programme's been on air, which is 27 years this year, that they've been gulls nesting on rooftops, particularly along coastal towns and villages like Hoth, etc, etc, because we've been covering it. But it's Mm -hmm. a much more recent phenomenon that they're in the city centre, I think, having lived in Dublin all my life and noticed it. And you can't go anywhere without being followed by a gull. And a big part of that is that it's really important that people don't deliberately feed them. It's not good when these birds learn to associate humans with food. And that very much is a learned behaviour. So like ourselves, they'll take the easy option when they can. And some of these birds have, because people have been throwing them chips and sandwiches and so on, or because maybe they've seen people discarding food, not deliberately for the gulls, but they, they see them doing it and put two and two together and realise, oh, these these large ape creatures walking around the streets, they're an easy source of food, mm. so I'll follow them. That can happen. Yes, so it's not yes. Good, I, I agree know. with that. Yes and no. Have you not got a conflict of interest here, Niall, because you're the head of development with Birdwatch Ireland. So you're going to shout out for the Golds. You're not going to say anything negative about them at all. Do you ever say anything negative about the Golds? Uh, well, look, I, I think the, the fact is they're, they're, they're wild creatures that are trying to make their way in the world. I think that what we can change, we can't change their behaviour, we can change our own behaviour as a species. And I think so many of the problems that nature faces boils down to human behaviour, human destruction of the environment, habitat destruction, all of these things that that plays a big, big role in it. We have a situation at the moment where gull nesting colonies on islands like Ireland's Eye, for example, off, off Hoth, during the summer months, you have you have hundreds of day trippers just blithely walking through that gull colony, which, which is illegal, but um, nobody really forces those laws and those birds don't feel safe. They're, they're protective parents. They want to look after their eggs and their chicks. And some of them decide, well, I'm, let's leave this here. Much better to go nest on an urban rooftop. So when we see changes in, in animal behaviour, especially over a very short period of time, as we have seen with the gulls, there's alarm bells ringing when that happens. We'd be fools not to sit up and take notice. It's not just that, oh, these gulls are a nuisance. It's, wow, something's going out of kilter here. Why is that happening and how can we correct that? So I think we'd be fools not to pay attention to, to that. I think it's very important. Okay, so I want you to close your eyes, Aina, Richard and Niall, and imagine an Ireland where every household has one of these anti-gold bags. The golds can't get their beaks through and they can't get at the food. And the place is spotless clean. There's no more debris strewn around our streets and on our roads. So now, because of that, the gold population is in decline in our cities and stuff like that. So what are you going to say then, Niall? That could be the case. I mean, it's not good, of course, that these birds uh, learn to scavenge rubbish on the streets. Nobody wants that. But just to reiterate, when they're doing that, they're actually removing some of the food that other things like rats are certainly eating as well. So the gulls, we see them during the day, so they get the bad press. But rats are more prevalent in the city than, than of Dublin than, than gulls are. We just don't notice them. Of course, the current situation is that most houses around Dublin, they do have something even better than one of those bags. We have wheelie bins with uh, good lids on them that the birds can't get into at all. So Not in the city centre. And the problem is yeah. the city centre. Really, I mean, if you go down, for example, Blessington Street, 
Yes. Which is on the north side of the River Liffey. And it's a beautiful street. The place is, is just upside down. because It's like flatland. So a lot of the old houses are in flats and a lot of people living in them. Three, four people to a room in some cases. I can tell you that for a fact. And they're putting out their rubbish and the gulls and whatever else, the rodents and you said, whatever it is, are pecking at them all night. The place is destroyed. I mean, this is in the middle of the city centre. And obviously that's not a good thing at all. Uh, that's, but there's that's a lot of acceptable. little streets like that near the Matter Hospital, even in Donnybrook, like Coronation Street type houses where people are putting out plastic bags because wheelie bins simply won't fit in the door. And we do need, to, uh, as a city and as a country, to find a better solution. That's that's really not a, a good way to be dealing with rubbish in in, in a modern context. It's, it, it does attract rats. It does encourage antisocial behaviour from from gulls and other creatures. Those areas, particularly, I know there's lots of foxes around those areas too. Yeah. You can be sure that they're ripping open the bags as well. And so gougers city- walking by at night, just kicking the bag around the place. Literally, that's happening too. No, it is. And again, it really comes down to the the fact that we humans can change our own behaviour, both what we do individually and what we demand of our elected representatives and our local authorities. Uh, We can't make the birds change their behaviour. They're doing what comes naturally to them. So we have to remove those sources of food and those opportunities to get more of a balance. Uh, But but then, of course, we do have to recognise that, as you you pointed out there earlier, uh, that when these birds have less fewer fewer feeding opportunities, that does make it harder for them. So I think in combination with that, we need to do more to restore our marine ecosystem. We need to do more to reduce the levels of disturbance at their nesting colonies so that we can all go back to living in more of a sort of harmony. Uh, because we humans, we, we tend to, to really dominate absolutely everything and nature just gets pushed and pushed. And it's only then when it starts to, 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 to bite back or impact upon us, then the calls are there to kill them or cull them or whatever it may be. Uh, whereas at the end of the day, it's us humans and our behaviour that's the most social. Can I just point out that I'm not suggesting a cull of the gulls at all? There must be other ways to address this. But what do they do in Spain in some of these places? They have these big receptacles and people go along and they dump their rubbish into them. That's the way they do it. So they're not leaving bags outside their door all night long. Uh, absolutely. And I think we need to, to look at our relationship with our rubbish and waste and what we can do to reduce waste, what we can do to increase recycling, minimising food waste particularly, because after all, food waste is what these animals are going for. They're not interested in, in, in the plastic or the metal or, any, or the, anything like that, they're, or the glass. They're looking for food. Uh, and uh, and in the cases of animals like, like uh, rats and, and foxes, of course, they can smell the food in the bags. Gulls, their sense of smell is nowhere near as developed as it is of those creatures. So very often what's happening is that um, to begin with, it's rats and foxes getting into the bags and then the gulls learning, oh, there's food in these. And then, of course, they're, they're visual um, scavengers. So when they, they learn to associate those bags with food, then, of course, they rip them open very easily. Uh, but, yeah, we do need to, 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 to do more about waste management and, and reducing waste particularly. All right. More details on the website, rte.ie forward slash 